Hello, and thank you for joining us today. My name is Frank Spangler, and this is Worldviews, a podcast that seeks to find harmony between the philosophies and worldviews of religion and science. When people are asked why they gave up their faith in God, a reason that is often cited is that at some point in their life, they discovered that the Bible, they once believed was inspired by an all-knowing God, turned out to be nothing more than a collection of myths and fairy tales. Of all of the passages that may be cited for this conclusion, the first chapter of Genesis stands out as the prime example of why people gave up their faith. They say, If the Bible teaches that the earth is flat and is the center of the universe, how can anyone trust anything else that it says? Is this a valid, responsible conclusion from the reading of Genesis? Are there other ways of understanding the Genesis account of creation that can lead to faith rather than destroy it? Hello, and welcome to Worldviews. My name is Frank Spangler, and I believe that the Genesis narrative of creation has a lot to offer us today, even with our current understanding of the universe. Every time I carefully study Genesis 1, I come away with new insights and understanding of the creation event and the nature of the Creator who inspired the narrative. I would like to begin a series of lessons today that I believe can help build your faith in the Creator rather than destroy it. In previous lessons here at Worldviews, we have discussed how one of the biggest reasons why people develop issues with the Bible has more to do with a disconnect between what they believe the Bible should say and what it actually says than it does about what the Bible actually says. In other words, they had expectations about the Bible that were not realized. We have proposed that it was their presuppositions about the nature of inspiration and how it must work that has failed, not the Bible itself. In today's introduction, I want to add one more principle that is important for people to follow when they want to study the Bible responsibly. Generally speaking, people approach the study of the Bible in one of two ways. One is to go to the Bible with an attitude of an objective seeker, looking for things that they may discover in the text, what they might get out of the text. Theologians have a big term for this. They call it exegesis, going to a Bible passage for what you may pull out from the text. When you do that, it is said that you are reading or studying the Bible exegetically. It is considered to be the most responsible way to read the Bible. 
The opposite approach is to study the Bible isogetically, or do isogesis. This is the practice of reading outside ideas into the text. This is where people approach the Bible with preconceived ideas of what the Bible passage says, or read their own ideas into the text. This is considered being irresponsible with the Bible, and often can cloud the real, true, original meaning of the text, or the intent of the Creator when He inspired the idea. So, whenever you study the Bible, I encourage you to keep a close eye on your method. Keep asking yourself, am I doing exegesis here or isogesis? I, I have to do this myself all the time. Everyone is in danger of Isogesis. Another big term that theologians like to use is hermeneutics. We'll save that for another lesson. For now, just know that it has to do with responsible methods of researching any ancient text and all of the things that one needs to consider when working with a passage that comes from a different language, time and culture. It stresses, for example, how important it is to always remember and consider what the author was trying to communicate to the original audience. When you do that, it is considered to be hermeneutically responsible. And so, with that in mind, before we begin our series on Genesis 1, I would like to take a moment and consider the mind, the worldview, and culture of the original audience of the Genesis account. For the purposes of our study, I would like to choose a setting where the Genesis creation story would still have been an oral tradition, and choose the time of Abraham, somewhere around 2000 BCE. I like to use this time period as a point of reference because Abraham is considered to be the ancestral father figure for not only the Jewish nation, but also the faiths of Islam and Christianity. Abraham stands as an important figure to a vast majority of people living on earth today. If you had been one of Abraham's shepherds living in Palestine 4,000 years ago, what would have been your perceptions of the world around you and the cosmos above you? I know that it is easy for us today to be just a little critical of people who believed that the earth was flat and that the sun rises in the east and makes its way across the sky every day and sets in the west. And yet, without the benefit of modern instrumentation or education, relying only on what your eyes observe, 
I believe this would be a very logical conclusion for people living back then. With that in mind, as we study Genesis together, I want to first try and see it from the perspective of Abraham and his shepherds. I believe that as we do this, we may gain an appreciation, perhaps for the first time, how the Creator beautifully and sensitively communicated the concept and principles of creation within the context of their worldview. After we have seen and understood the passage through the lens of the shepherds of old, we may then see what we can do about trying to understand the principles that the Creator was trying to communicate and how we may understand these principles within the context of our worldview and scientific knowledge today. I hope that you will join us as we go through Genesis 1 together, finding ways that it can help build our faith.